0: There is no wang in my (laughs) welly. Hello and welcome to Grape Culture, the podcast where three women drink wine and discuss feminist literature, pop culture and issues. I am Sam. I'm Kim. And I'm Ali. And we hope you enjoy the episode. Just before we get into the show, this is our trigger warning for anyone who's listening who may be affected by issues to do with uh, depression, certain aspects of mental illness and thoughts around self-death and self-harm as well. On this week's episode, guess what? We're all back and recording in the same place for the first time in 18 months. Fuck you, COVID. Kim and I are both double vaxxed. Alex is single vaxxed, shortly to be double, and has already had it, so, you know... Sorted. So, I, you know, I'm pretty much immune. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. You are Wonder Woman, She-Hulk, all of them.
1: <laughs> Combined into
0: one Combined. in my single vaxxed body. Exactly. So yes, this week we are all back together and we are talking about the sitcom This Way Up, uh, which was written by Ashling B. Uh, but before we start talking about the show, we have some drinks. Some are alcoholic, some are not. Let's talk about the non-alcoholic
1: one first. Ooh. Alex, what have you got this week? So, I was struggling to think of a drink of which to consume for this episode, um, especially non alcoholic. So, I sent an emergency text, and the wonderful <laughs> Kimberly came up with the idea of a smoothie because um, one of the characters steals a smoothie. So, I went to good old Tesco's and bought an innocent smoothie, and because it is 9 pm of the evening, I have gone for the Energize smoothie, which has strawberry, cherry, apple. What is this fruit? Guarana. Um it's also got flax seeds fruit. and vitamins just in general. Um and there's a nice little note, my tasting notes are helps give you some welly. <laughs> Lovely. Diving headfirst into a plunge pool, getting your head around a cryptic crossword, watching Pavarotti. Pravo- pra- how do you say that name? Uh, watching Pavarotti. Oh yeah, Pavarotti perform Nessun Dorma. Nessun Dorma. I do not know these references. <laughs> There are lots of ways to energise yourself, but not all of them are quite as tasty as this super smoothie. Filled with fruit, veg, flax seeds, and vitamins, it's one way to help you get some welly back. Fill your boots. Lovely. I'm sure it will be a sugary treat.
0: I'm ready for some welly. uh kim and i are doing something a bit less wholesome this week in that guess what it's grape crotch and we have wine we we tried on this podcast um and the first wine that we have is uh the porter six which is a portuguese wine and we picked it because my (laughs) reasoning was look tiny windy town a bit like the ones you find in ireland and the main characters are irish and here we are because irish wine Not a thing. Not a thing. Not a thing. So Mm -hmm. we have Portuguese wine instead. And the tasting notes are a wine dominated by soft ripe berries with a rich mid-palate, complemented by a balance of acidity to soften the finish. A wine to be enjoyed with friends. Oh, that's nice. And then there's a breakdown of the grape varieties and then there's a description of the eccentric German painter who created the label uh, which I won't read now but I will put in our show notes on the website. I also
2: think the, the description of this wine pairs well with the kind of show that we're talking about which is kind of a like dark comedy a little
1: bit hmm. yeah so. actually yeah we've all gone for quite dark drinks because my smoothie is also yeah you've gone for a,
0: a red smoothie a reddy and a red wine
1: color i mean yours looks a bit like blood in a glass <laughs> it, it really does <laughs> if someone has some kind something wrong with their blood <laughs> yeah
0: if their blood were replaced with guava
1: cheers cheers, cheers. Mine tastes delicious. I'm sure it does. <laughs> I feel energised already. It's got good legs on it. It has. Look <laughs> at that, like, fruit cre- creeping up the glass. <laughs> ah, fruit creeps. What do you think, Kim? <laughs>
2: yeah, it's good. It's um punchy.
0: So This Way Up is the show that we're talking about. Uh, it has two seasons. Uh, in the UK, it was on Channel 4. I think internationally it was on Hulu. And it was written by the uh, comedian Ashlyn B, as we mentioned. Would anyone like to give a an overview of, of the show and what it's about? Sure, why not? The premise
2: of this way up is it follows um two sisters. It follows Anya and Shona, who are two sisters who live in London, but they are originally from Ireland. And it kind of opens on Anya, who is the main character that we follow for most of it, who um has recently left a rehab facility for having basically had a nervous breakdown. She um was extremely depressed and made decisions were very troubling to her sister so her sister checks her into the uh, rehabilitation center and it's sort of the end of that not that many people know about it um in her life and she kind of feels quite isolated in her life and it's it's sort of how she tries to get back to quote-unquote normal and readjust to her life she is a teacher of english as a foreign language to people who are hoping to become settled um citizens of the uk she also takes on a job tutoring a young french boy whose mother has just passed away who is now living with his estranged father in england she strikes up a relationship with the father, which is complicated. It also follows her sister, um, who is engaged, well, in a relationship with, and then becomes engaged to uh, a man. They're both in finance, but she uh, forms an attachment and then romantic interest with a, a female business partner, and kind of challenges her own feelings about her relationship, her sexuality, her her and her position as the the steady sister who doesn't have drama it's a little bit about their codependency it's about their their sisterly relationship it's also about all of their relationships in the world and how you sort of forge connections with people and how easy it is for those connections to get disrupted i would say um and there's a lot of a lot of stuff happens
1: it was really well summed
0: up. Yeah, very well done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. That's me done. I'm, I'm out. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll go now. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, but here's my summary.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is about all of those things and more, uh, which is impressive the amount of stuff that's fit into this show, considering it is six episodes in two seasons, which are only 25 minutes long. Mm-hmm. A lot happens. Yeah. What did you think about the show's... What the show delivered versus the expectations you had when we first discussed watching and talking about it
1: um so I really like Sharon Horgan who uh plays Shona um she is predominantly a writer she's also an actor I'm not sure if she had any um writing on this particular show but I think I had more of a pre I I had an assumption that it was going to be much more in the kind of comedy world than perhaps it it then ended up being or I felt it was Um, So I was quite thrown by that a little bit, I think. Um, Reading the blurb of the show, I I knew what it was roughly going to be about going in. But I... Yeah, I expected more dry comedy, like, outward-facing humour and humorous moments, of which there are some, but I don't think it's the predominant um, vibe of the show. So uh, it's hard. I don't think I... I don't think I have anything to compare it to. So I struggled to decide whether I liked it or not. Mm. But yet I have been left with thoughts about some of the characters' relationships, how it ended, and, and interesting thoughts on that. So mm. it's hard. I don't think I would describe it as liking it, but I also think it's a thinker and mm. and it leaves you kind of questioning and wanting to think about it more
2: yeah i was similar i um i didn't really know anything about it going in we, we talked about it very briefly and it was kind of one of those have you heard of that oh yes i've seen the trailer and i saw the trailer and it was really like you know it was very much pitched as oh it's quite funny mm. it's one of those very very quick trailers i didn't know the premise basically but i knew i liked Ash and b um and i've seen uh sharon Horgan in other things and i think she had a hand in a couple of things that i really liked so i was expecting a kind of more biting feminist b- modern sex and city kind of feeling like a uh, you know and british obviously or well irish um and it does have an element of that hmm. but that is like really reductive i think compared to what this show actually delivers and obviously um <sighs> If you've watched the show, you know that literally the first scene is them leaving the rehab facility. So you you are in in that from the beginning. There's mm. no illusions about what the show is actually about, and I was really not prepared for that, and it was quite difficult for me to watch, to be honest. Mm. Um, but I kind of I still enjoyed. as a hard word to use, mm. but I did I did enjoy this show and I did appreciate it and I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was so well done, but I. I really really did struggle with it and i kind of said to you guys earlier like i've really i thought the show was brilliant but i'm glad i don't have to watch it anymore i don't mm. think i will watch the rest of it if the if a new season comes out because for me personally it's, it's hitting a little bit too close to home um but it's so it is so nuanced and clever and but it is a lot darker and it's it's mm. more like a dark show with comedy than a comedy show with dark bits and the most comparable Recent thing that I can think of that make that is on the same level is um Afterlife, the Ricky Gervais oh yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Which um, awesome. if you don't know is is a show that deals with the after effects of a partner dying from terminal cancer, and the 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 partner that's left behind being Ricky Gervais, and that that has that same vibe. It's that mm. kind of like it's slightly hopeful, but it's still sad. But it was nice to find a show that was not completely completely grimdark or so completely like goofy and silly like Shit's creek or um good life good place good, good place. place um and those kind of shows which again br- both both ends of the spectrum brilliant but
1: I, th- I think interestingly that you compare it to afterlife actually and i hadn't a- made that comparison um But it's almost like with Afterlife, and this is the same, the comedy comes from the writing of the characters and the things they say, rather than the weird situations they find Mm -hmm. themselves in, which often, like British comedies, are the weird, cringy situations, Mm -hmm. whereas this is the kind of things that the characters say that you're like, oh, that's hilarious. So Mm. do you
0: think it could be argued, maybe, that there's a movement away from the situation comedy or the sitcom to more character-driven
2: comedy? Yeah. yeah absolutely and i think that's part of what works is that you can you can put yourself in those characters
0: in a way that you can't put yourself in their situations it is easier to see yourself working on a big work project or um looking at starting a new business with a coworker than it is to go oh no i brought two dates to the prom like yes, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly or yeah. even like it's a lot easier
2: to see yourself in a slight misunderstanding with someone um and dodging around hearing them have sex than it is oh i'm in a prank war with my colleague and <laughs> i
0: don't know <laughs> I
2: don't
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i really love Ashton b um i'd seen this like i follow her on various social media things and obviously love her on all the panel shows that she's on and all her stand-up um i was like yeah i'll watch that at some point um and then it, it won uh bafta um It got loads of critical acclaim and I was like, well, that must be really good. And even with all of that, I hadn't quite appreciated how serious it was going to get at points. There were elements of it that I just felt were really kind of cathartic and Mm. um, it was really refreshing to see women's mental health being shown in the ways it was shown in this Mm. show because I think there have been various... um, other shows out there that had focused on male mental health one one thing this reminded me of was uh bojack horseman um Mm. which where it was like ah this is absurd oh fuck why am i feeling things it Mm -hmm. was one of those Mm. similar things and um i don't know if either of you ever saw back in the day lead balloon the jack d um sitcom that he did it was similar to that um and when i was at uni as well i <laughs> not to be like there's all these great people and then there's me but um one of our our script writing module in third year i wrote a, a sitcom about a about a person who um tries to take their own life and then finds um a creative balm to the way they are feeling through stand up comedy uh and so there were various things in this that i was like that is what it rings true. Yeah, mm. that is what I've written or what I wanted to write. This mm. is the show I wanted to create. Um so yeah, it was it was unexpectedly dark as we've all said, mm-hmm. but it was not what I would call a black comedy where mm. the humor comes from the darkness of the situations, like you say the humor humor comes from the absurdity of the characters and their interactions with each other. Mm. It's like a
2: black-edged comedy.
0: Like yeah, a, like yeah, a, like, like a someone sort of brain. burnt the edge of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I think
2: that's a really good point, and especially what you say about like mental health representation of women. Most of the mental health representation that I've seen of women in, in various TV shows is, is they are com- a complete shell, mm. and it is you, uh, uh, the most commonly represented one is postpartum. Mm, postpartum.
0: Post-natal. Or post, like the, the depression that comes following a breakup. Yes. with a man usually, yes. which this was a factor in her thing, yes. but not
2: the but no. not the old mm. and and also she wasn't the only character that was suffering from any kind of experience. Um, one of the characters that we briefly mentioned in the summary was uh, Shona, the elder sister's business partner slash romantic interest, Charlotte, who who said a line that I feel like I have heard people say which is you know like my brain how you know does some things every now and then it's a bit rubbish and i Mm -hmm. took some pills and mostly i'm fine but sometimes i'm not Mm -hmm. and it was like yes that's and it was that was very honest because it was so um every character was so nuanced there were ups and downs for everyone and i think that's why why it works like shona's narrative is particularly telling because she's supposed to be the one that has it all together and throughout the two seasons, her she basically slowly loses her shit in, in mm. a different way. Um, but it was it was like you say, interesting to watch a representation of female mental health that isn't uh, the perfect illness, yeah. like the beautiful illness of the Victorian, <laughs> yeah, you know, Not... wasting away or like bring the, me in laudanum, yeah, the <laughs> the honourable illness of of. Um, being a, a, a grieving wife and mother and, and widowhood and something it was something altogether messier and and representative of yeah. a different class of women that is it has so far been less represented not to say that any uh, any one of the things that we've just mentioned is any less important than or more important than the other but, no, it's, but just it's different and un- mm. some things are underrepresented on screen exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly um but likewise it does also touch upon male mental health in a way mm. that I found very um interesting because it touched on blue collar mental the,
0: health. The guy who was in the in rehab with whose yeah.
1: name I cannot oh. remember. Tom? Tom? The one that passed away. Tom it was Tom. Tom. Yeah, the guy yeah. that, yeah, the yeah, guy the guy that the passed. The funeral at the end. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So um God, such an awkward funeral. Yeah. Anya has
1: a Jacob friend. Went. Sorry. Sorry, when 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 the funeral Jaeger bomb did really make the, me the oh, yeah. funeral, when she said, Oh, let me buy you a drink. Oh, no, she it's Sonic. Jaeger bomb. A Jaeger bomb. It's like, for, Oh. Are you here for the football? <laughs> or the funeral? <laughs> <laughs> no, the party. No,
2: the, the party. party. Yeah. Or, the party. or no, the funeral. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so Tom is a character that Anya is a person that Anya meets in the rehab facility who um, is in the rehab facility for alcoholism. And um, they have. Uh, a friendship post rehab that has ups and downs. And and sadly um, in the second season, uh, the penultimate episode is Tom's funeral. Um, And that was really interesting because his struggle to stay on the wagon is directly related to his family, his work, work life and the kind of environment he is that in a way that I think I'm used to seeing at least on TV shows sort of lawyers and doctors and stuff in their fancy quote unquote high pill, pressure yeah, jobs, high pressure jobs, any other and jobs, pill is... addictions and all oh, that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Whereas this is a a blue collar construction worker I think he yeah, is. Yeah, he says he works on the side. Um, yeah. Who is struggling to stay on the wagon and struggling to find an outlet to talk about mm. what, what he is struggling with and where that leads and you see quite a lot of that and i thought that and how he's immediately viewed as an antagonizer in any situation where he's reaching out for help Mm. um and so i thought that this did a really good job This show did a really good job of i guess being fair and like being representative of more than one walks there's also um a lot of discussion around immigration race the problems with moving from another country um the the social justice um issues that we have seen in the wake of brexit in particular Mm. and stuff and i just thought that it really for all that it focused on one character for the most part it did
0: such a brilliant job of just showing how much nuance there is with mental health we touched on very very briefly at the start of like it covers a lot in a very short space of time and that isn't just a lot of events, there's a lot of issues, and a lot of mm-hmm. um, a lot of very personal things for a lot of people. In the same way that people talk about like docudramas, there needs to be some kind of portmanteau for like comedy and drama. But come on, does not work. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's not even it's, <laughs> it's not even
2: a tragic comedy. Yeah, it's it's something else. I agree. I would not lead with comedy, and I agree, Alex, that I I feel like it's beyond genre.
1: I think it's probably because she's a comedy writer so yeah. just that's maybe why it was billed is that originally And um, it does have funny moments yeah. yeah but so just like like that's the thing like i think you said slice of life i said like snapshot like life isn't hasn't got a genre and i think that's why it straddles so many because it is a nice portrayal of real people in real situations are there any moments that you
0: that will stay with you whether that is humorous, whether that is more serious, whether it's just kind of the mundane stuff that you're like, ah, I do that. Like mm. what Are there any moments, yeah, that this that, that stick out? Quite a few.
2: Like I think I think this is like Alex, what you said at the beginning, I think this is a show that will stay mm. with me. Um there are some sadder moments that I think will stay with me because mm-hmm. uh, they were sad. Mm. And um it's particularly it was like there was a moment where she starts having a, a, a panic attack in the bathroom.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah.
2: yeah. That I was like, and it it is that feeling of you go from I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then you break off the paper towel wrong and suddenly it all comes out mm. and yeah. you feel like you have to get your shit together. And that was particularly um, difficult to watch. But I think I will think about it. But like on a funnier note. I think there were moments that did make me laugh. There's a moment where she's eating over the sink without a plate, she's using a lettuce leaf <laughs> as a plate, <laughs> and that she's like, Oh, then I'll just have to do some washing up if I use a plate, and I was like that's that's both depression behavior but also it's just millennial behavior yeah. like yeah. I, you know that's it, just good sense
0: it I was it, that <laughs> was funny if i can avoid washing up i yeah. fucking will yeah. yeah yeah and um we can't all have dishwashers sharon <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly and there were quite a, um a few sort of funny jokes with her, with the sisters that felt very real to me um we referenced the cause joke earlier. Cause light. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I think, yeah, there were a lot of funny moments. There were a lot of sad moments, um, that that will stay with me, but the, those are the two that really hit me is, is the, uh, the, the visual representation of the panic attack and the eating over the sink. And also the, when she's on the phone to the doctors, She's trying to get an appointment with her therapist and she the reception just won't let her through. And she's like, well, I kind of need to speak to them as soon as possible because I just shoplift, shoplifted a smoothie. And actually, can I talk to the doctor about this and not you? And I'm like, yes, I don't want to tell you why I need to book an appointment with a nurse. I just want to book an appointment
1: with a nurse. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, felt that felt that in my soul, which clearly stuck with me because I referenced it today when I was helping Alex do
1: <laughs> <laughs> And I'd actually completely
0: forgotten about that movie It's just when she's like <laughs> uh yeah, so I just like to talk to Helen cause I I've just shoplifted a smoothie and um And, <laughs> and the funny is from Pret as well. I just really enjoy yeah. that. It's uh, also it's yeah. overpriced and you should. Actually no, Pret are in trouble, don't shopli shoplift from Pret because yeah. yeah. Um yeah, that was those were all good mm. good and yeah, poignant moments. What about you? Guys?
1: Um, I was just, I was just thinking about the moment, you know, when, um, Anya goes for, um, like, drinks with, uh, her partner's, like, good friend or yeah. something, and... Oh, yeah, the Scottish guy. Yeah, yeah. and, um, already, just, oh. and already you're kind of, and I don't know what it is, but you're already like, I just don't see this relationship. There is something that's not quite right with this relationship, um... And especially the kind of hints with her housemate and the fact that he's a really nice guy and, you know, he clearly has feelings for her. But it's like, she's... You're not quite sure why she's with this guy. They're very, very different. Yeah, so I already had kind of feelings about this guy and, and the relationship and why they necessarily shouldn't be together, but I wasn't quite sure why. And it just kind of felt wrong. And, um... And, like, just before they go for drinks, he makes a comment about what she's wearing as well. Mm. Like, as in, like, oh, we're going to, like, a posh wine bar or something. And then she's like, I thought we were going to the pub. And she's wearing a cardigan. And, you know, already dictating kind of what she should wear. And it's just kind of a bit odd. Mm. But then the moment that particularly sticks out is after they've had this really what seems on the surface is really fun, drunken kind of banter night with this mate... And then she overhears them talking mm. at the end.
0: Yeah, fucking awkward.
1: And it's, it's so awkward and it's it, it's the kind of realisation of the thing like on her face of the thing that she's self-conscious about mm. being openly spoken about by someone she's just met and clearly thought she got on with mm. and the person that she obviously is in a relationship with and trusts. Mm. Um, to suddenly have... The thing that you view as your flaw so mm. openly pulled apart is just kind of gut wrenching and horrible and and the way she kind of like holds that and and scrapes over it and then it's like Good night, I'll see you tomorrow and it's like as an audience you want her to be like take ownership Outrage. over it and yeah. be like, How dare you and everything but at the same time, I totally get that like I think I probably would react in the same way but would feel the most hurt i think i could possibly feel of something that i'm so aware of aware Mm. of and like dislike about myself yeah and and yet and i suppose that's why with the housemate when he so openly says how it's something that he loves about her you know so i mean it's tricky because also like you know throwing the kind of like love triangle in is it could also be quite cliche but yeah it's that moment when it's being openly discussed and i just really felt that one thing that I do
0: think that the character does... Well, the character slash the show slash the writing does really well is the whole sex thing between the two of them where he struggles to maintain an erection and struggles to ejaculate. And they, that, in so many other sitcoms, mm. would be a joke. Would be the joke. Mm. It yeah. would be like, well, oh, I can't get it up. Oh, funny, funny, funny. This is much more sensitive in that. Mm -hmm. And the sex scenes that you see see between um, Anya and Richard, they felt a lot more real than a lot of things I've seen. Like the fact that he's like, I can't do this. I'm going to do this for you. Yeah. Mm. Tries to pleasure her. And then like when she has that, like, she has the moment where she climaxes and then cries, a climax, if you will. Yeah. You know that's something you never really see, and that is something that happens because it's an emotional release and a physical release and yeah. the way that that character is not they could very easily have been like, "Look at this uptight english man mm. Ah, this could be very stuffy and awkward and uncomfortable, but it's kind of there's a warmth and a and an understanding and i don't know i I was really i felt really refreshing to see that i don't know if you guys felt the same
2: I that's why i was rooting for them like there's a nuance to it like like, as i've been saying like i completely agree those scenes were so honest and vulnerable Mm. for both characters and i thought that it did a particularly good job of how how it can affect both people um, I really didn't cotton on, on, on to the housemate thing until like the last two episodes.
0: Well, it wasn't really like layered no, on. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't until they were at the, the benefit for that his dad was. Yeah, um, yeah, he was yeah, yeah. yeah, he was
1: looking at her, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, and then like, I really like the way she talks too much. And, <laughs>
1: okay. I thought it
0: was going to be the
2: business partner.
1: Oh, yeah. Because uh, he got all pissy oh, when he James, James. There. Yeah, James. he got all yeah, pissy when he I thought, there, I, I thought he together. suddenly would be like, I mean, I've, I've always had a thing or with something. You. Yeah. yeah, but also that was did, just and, that and, was more and of I was like a be respect annoyed. that was more of a respect thing. Yeah, I think. It was like mm. he respected her so much in the way she taught and everything and it was weirdly that if she crossed this line suddenly his respect was diminished.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: The I house, felt I yeah. felt I was prepared to be annoyed when he declared his love for her and be like, oh, you've ruined it. You've ruined mm. him. And then I was like, oh, actually, no, that didn't happen. And now I'm really
0: confused. But then I feel like with the housemate, um, who's Bradley, um, mm. who's... There, there is there is an element, I, I think we'll talk a bit more after the break, perhaps, about um, flaws in the show and and things we didn't find believable. One of the things that I found disappointing about that was the fact that It was this trope of, oh, this person who's been in your life forever and look how disappointing their girlfriend is and how, Mm. you know, flaky. Uh, Of course, you're then going to be attracted to your beautiful housemate who, you know, is funny and supportive. Like... If, I, I just feel like the whole unlikable girlfriend thing is really overdone, mm. and that's, yeah, that's the way true. she was pitched. And also, you know, I've, I've lived with a housemate who had a very fucking unlikable girlfriend, and I found that very relatable, but we didn't <laughs> fall for each other. Mm. Like Also, she wasn't that bad. Like, yeah, she's um, just a bit rubbish. She's, she's a little bit like uh, self-centred. Yeah. The bit when they came in and they were talking, and she was like, are we going to watch TV now? Yeah, I've genuinely had a conversation oh like that with one of my old housemates. No. oh i don't like this tv show i'm sorry you've just come in and i've been watching this for three hours and yeah. you want me to turn it off yeah mm. okay then yeah but like, like if that's the worst thing that she does but they didn't paint her in a like no yeah, in a... It,
2: but that's the thing like it's almost i think the thing that bothers me about her being the unlikable girlfriend is that she's not doing anything particularly unlikable like she's slightly annoying but that could also just as yeah. easily, if you were on the other side of it, be explained by I don't know these people and I feel insecure.
0: Yeah, and when you balance that against the way that uh, that like the um, the infidelity on the on the hand on Shona's side, mm-hmm. you're like Vish is set up to be a bit annoying, but mm. ultimately quite a nice guy. Uh, Charlotte, also quite nice. Like there's, mm. and not Vish is not great. Granted, but. Neither shall I. No, but you're like why? you're not rooting for
1: one or the other. Well, exactly, like, and yet, so why is it that like why is that the dynamic? This one? Mm. do you know what I mean? It's been, yeah, yeah. But quickly before the break, shall we talk about the voice note moment? <gasps> oh, want oh. 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 <laughs> to die inside because also there as were, soon as she dropped her phone, you were like, I know exactly what you've it done. Wasn't, well, it wasn't even. It, it wasn't. It, it, it wasn't, was it.
0: when she was outside the lift and she yeah. you didn't even like. You were like. Yeah, you were like, no, "Don't say it, no, it no, don't was, say no, it." It was, oh, it was oh, no, it, no,
2: like no. as she hung up on him and that voice note, and then immediately went to another. And I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" It was the fact you that, that she, she, did, she, was, she
0: was in that voice note going, "Ah, oh, because we had that affair." I know and we've seen each like, other naked. Oh, no, no,
2: like, why would you say oh, that on a voice note? Never, why, no, never, words? never, say out that. loud in a building that you clearly share with other people. The voice note incident that we're referring to is Shona, the older sister who has had the affair. um, By the end of the second season, spoiler alert! Yeah, with
0: the female co-worker. With a
2: female co-worker, is leaving her office on the. This is in the finale. um, Leaving a voice note, which is her thing, apparently, um, for her. (laughs) So angry. For her fiance. Uh, mm, mm. (laughs) Look where it leads you.
0: I'm sorry. Well, yeah, Um, fair point. Fair point
2: leaving a voice note for her fiance to be like oh i'm you know can't wait to you come back he's on a plane from new york coming back to see her and this is just before the pandemic lockdown hits um the first le- one the first one he she's leaving a voice note to be like oh, i'm so excited to see you maybe we can have kids after all cuz she previously didn't want to have kids then she leaves a voice note for her former affair partner and current business partner <laughs> Hello, former affair partner and current business partner. Which she basically leaves the voice note. Hello, former affair partner and current business partner. I'm really proud of you. Love you. Bye. (laughs) I've seen you naked, but we've never been this naked. Yeah. (laughs) So stupid. And then, obviously, as would happen if you are sending voice notes about your fucking affair, sends it to her fiancé, who is on a plane, doesn't realise for like... Oh, God. Six hours or something. And yeah. Then it's on the phone to her business partner, and she's like, "Oh, did you get my voice note?" And she's like, "What voice note?" And then she realises what she's done, and then the 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 whole thing ends basically with her having a uh, lying on the floor, being like, "When does this plane land?" Half an hour. Shit. 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 Shit
0: yeah 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 fucking no That really and then when she realized and was like fuck 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 that fuck fuck, fuck. fuck and you like, so even though you long. knew that she'd already
1: done it you were like, you're just like you felt it you it felt took it.
2: so long to, to, to realize as well like because like i said I, I think it was the most cliche thing that is done in the whole show and as genuinely as she started calling her to talk i was like you're gonna fuck up like you've already mm. this has already happened i know exactly what's gonna happen And that's, I texted you guys and I was like, oh God, no. And I hate cringe, cringe TV. I hate it. And this is a different kind of cringe TV,
0: but I was like, ah, I can't, I can't, I can't. It was really, it was a very different cringe to any other, because I've cringed at various points in the show. One of which was when they were singing zombie at the, oh, at the (laughs) birthday party. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Oh God. Fucking. And they did the whole song and it was. Yeah. And yeah. they just kept yeah. going. But yeah. that was cringing in, like, The Office. Yeah, exactly. Peach which is normally kind of what way, I mean. Which yeah. is normally what I But this was fully like...
2: Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Are oh, you making my decisions. Oh, it's so obvious. Oh, it's so easy oh, to do. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you leaving voice notes? Why is it your thing to leave voice notes? Oh, God, it was, it was... so bad. Mm. It was so... That's the only reason I would watch the third series is to find out what happened. But
1: I also really enjoyed that do you, you don't see his reaction.
0: Do you think he saw it? Yes. Has, or has heard it? Yes. So on that bombshell, we are gonna take a break. We are gonna replenish our glasses. Alex is gonna, you know, have four more smoothies so <laughs> she can catch up. So I'll be wild. <laughs> Do a lap around the living room. So, so yeah. energised uh, and we'll be back after the break. To talk more about
1: this way up.
0: So we're back from our break we have uh, some replenished smoothie in Alex's case and we have a new bottle of wine in Kim and my case. Um, Alex how is the overbearing sweetness of your drink going?
1: Do you know what? It's not actually as overbearingly sweet as I was anticipating especially strawberry and cherry together. Mm. Um, How's your welly? Uh, my welly is deteriorating. <laughs> um, your welly was wanged and now it is no longer wanged. <laughs> there is no wang in my welly. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's probably not evening
0: drinking, I would say. No, probably not a half ten at night. No. Um, good. Well, you've got some energy for the drive home. Oh, excellent. At least.
1: Lovely. Um, how was your
0: first wine? The first wine, which again was the Porta Six, uh, Portuguese... Uh, red was very nice actually i very much enjoyed that i That's really super. enjoyed
2: it too it's so easy drinking and it's yes. it's a very affordable wine i think it's a really good example of uh Yes, I think it Five cost block. me a
0: solid eight pounds. Yeah. So, oh, I don't remember it being very, that
2: much. That doesn't is, seem like something it I wasn't would buy. On offer. <laughs> it's very often on offer. It's yeah. it's very often on offer. at about six pounds. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think it was so probably six pounds when I bought it. Um, yeah, I Seems felt like it on brand paired pretty <laughs> really well with what we were talking about because it's not like it's not a super sweet wine, which quite a lot of the time when we choose the red wines, we choose the very like fruity, y ones. Yeah, um, it was quite rich. Uh, so it was like rich, but it wasn't super nosy sweet it was just like quite easy drinking and
0: and on theme with the show uh it was easy to drink a lot of it at once Mm -hmm. whereas with the same with the show where i watched i think 10 episodes at once Mm. yes um, because it is so easy to watch kim and i are moving on to the kamala shiraz 2020 kim you brought this one would you like to talk a bit about your choices (laughs) <laughs> yeah um so when sam and i were discussing which wines we were
2: gonna drink for this and whether we would drink the same wine because obviously for 18 months we haven't drunk the same wine and it's quite exciting to be in it the same room it's nice
1: that you're drinking the same it wine. Is and nice, i didn't know you were it? gonna
2: do that when we were discussing this i kind of said and i think we both agreed that Anya is a fan of von de planck meaning that she would drink pretty much whatever is on offer in whatever is the closest shop to her at any given time. Much like us, no yeah. judgment. Yeah. Um so I went to the McColl's down the road rather but you than you didn't even go to the MS. Oh, oh the McCall. I didn't really feel like she would drink MS wine. No. I was like, no, I'm gonna I think go she would if McCulls. someone else was paying. Yeah. 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 I was like, I'm gonna go to McCall's, I'm gonna mix it up. I'm gonna pick something that is reasonably like common across various places that you can buy wine but that maybe that we haven't had before. And then I saw the Kamala Shiraz 2020 and I noticed the label hundred percent carbon neutral. And it got me thinking about how I consider Anya to have quite a, um, and the whole show, in fact, to have quite a big like sort of social justice message. Yeah. There's a lot of social awareness of issues such as climate change and also things, um, there's a big through narrative around immigration, racism, Brexit, the Windrush generation, um, and various other nuances of that and obviously we've talked already about um her her opinions and the opinions of the show with regards to mental illness and i thought that choosing something that was 100 percent carbon neutral with a bit of a social conscious however true that may or may not be just felt a little bit more true like i feel like if i i was trying to put myself in on your shoes in the shop, picking her wine. I genuinely think that that sticker would make her choose this wine over another mm. wine. Also, it happens to be South African, yeah. which is always nice. So, Shiraz. Kamala Shiraz. We're Kamala, and we're South African. A proud nation that's all about variety. If variety is the spice of life, we've grabbed the whole rack and squeezed every last into our wine. This deep, full-bodied Shiraz has dark, jammy yes. fruit flavours and a touch of leather and <laughs> spice on the finish. Leather? <laughs> Fuck no. Oh. Uh, babe, I don't think it's vegan.
0: Um, <laughs> no. Cow skin. Carbon <laughs> neutral, though. Here
2: we go. Perfect with hearty meat dishes or chunky tomato, so- chunky tomato sauces. Oh, this is weird no descriptions. Thanks, it's, no. um, it's quite visceral, a description. It
0: is. This is... a. Uh tear a man apart with your teeth and then wash it down wine isn't it
2: yeah but you know as i said carbon trust it's certified carbon (laughs) neutral so
0: (laughs) zombie wine for your consideration we're doing our bit for this for the planet with this wine okay so cheers cheers let's see how this beast goes down so obviously we are talking again about this way up which is the ashling b channel Four comedy series comedy is a term that we've debated in the first half of the show um what did you think of the choice of title for the show because it was something that i just went oh yeah this way up blah 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 blah. and then the more i watched the show the more interesting i found that choice of words
1: Mm. so
0: how do you feel this way up fit with the program
1: well, who was talking about fr- like fragility? Do you want yeah. to talk more about that first?
0: Sure. So this way up implies it, it is a term that is used to denote here is a parcel which has to be s- stacked or stored a certain way up with a certain orientation because it's fragile or because the contents are in such a way that that to store it any other way would would um cause harm or, or detriment to the pro- to the to the product. And so I was like, okay, it's interesting that that they've gone with this way up because the connotation between fragility and mental health is both I feel like it's sort of it's attached to that stigma of if someone is uh suffering mental health problems or is undergoing Certain changes in their mental health that they are fragile, which isn't always accurate, Um, or it comes. I don't know. I think I'm just trying to say the word stigma, but being a dick about it. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? No, yeah, I
2: do. It's it is it's the feeling that it's an interesting choice for a show that is trying to for a show that is trying to show the nuanced ways that people can be can exist with mental illness you then stick a label on it that signifies fragility only. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Literally a label. It's like, um, yeah. you know, like if you're moving house or something yeah. Yeah. and yeah. you put like fragile on the box.
2: Um, But I thought that was really interesting because I genuinely didn't think about that until mm. you mentioned it no, before the show. Like, I, to be honest, I didn't think too much about the title. I remember being like, I don't get the title. And then I was like, I guess it's like recalibration. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when you're putting, I was thinking about when you're putting an Ikea thing together and it tells you to like do it this way up yeah and i was like that i i think that's what i was thinking about that kind of like putting yourself Mm. back together or like putting something together and like the the way that you you build or calibrate something and i was i was thinking about like you know if i if i was being terribly cerebral about it which i don't think i was um I, i i would follow that thought to be you know she's putting her life back together and she's trying to build I
1: completely <laughs> yeah. I completely saw it on more on the nose of this way up implies there's a right way to be, mm-hmm. and that's a good point as and, well. You know, oh. she's kind of like breaking the, the fact that the image as well as her kind of sideways, mm. which you would assume is not straight up like the right way mm-hmm. to be. Mm. Um, she's breaking the mold esque way, like mm. kind of thing. I saw it
2: as
0: that. That's yeah. so interesting. Well, there you go. Really good choice of name because there's so many ways yeah, that it can be interpreted. It's a nuanced name. And also the idea of like the, the way to not even succeed but like progress is like the upwards tra- tra- trajectory. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a real yeah
2: question about what is success yeah, in this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Which like we've it. been
0: talking about separately. Yeah, and like these success markers that everyone has in their life and mm. how that actually indicates how you view success or how society views success and that kind of thing so yeah it's it's, it's what seems like a very simple title actually means a lot to a lot of different people and it's interesting that we each came to different conclusions yeah that that
2: is really cool
0: so what else beyond (laughs) a clever name do you think the (laughs) show did well do you think it was uh, what was the what's the one thing that you'll take away in terms of I will recommend this to someone because of X
2: I will not recommend this to someone based on the thing that I'm about to say but that I think they did particularly well, okay. which is that um, the sister relationship in the show mm. was. I thought you might have something to say on the sister relationship. Yeah, it. <laughs> it was particularly poignant, and I won't. I won't. I always say oh, I'll be brief, but I, and I never am. But um, I don't want to go too much into it because I'll probably get a bit emotional. But like, uh, I have already touched on the fact that I found this show quite difficult to watch um i am very very close with my sister and in a a way that i saw represented in this show also my sister and i both have suffered from various um mental illnesses but particularly in the last 18 months um which was really reflected in this show and i found it very difficult and i even said to you guys earlier i was like i feel like i'm in a little black rain cloud (laughs) um (laughs) and i thought but i thought that it was so beautifully done and for two people who are not sisters like i don't know their family lives i don't know whether they ash ashling and um sharon have sisters or not and i assume that they do because i don't think you can write a sister relationship that authentic without having a sibling um and it's one of those things that i actually think about when i read books and watch tv shows where there are siblings and you can tell that the people writing have never fucking had a sibling because they don't talk to each other Mm. way
0: hey sis hey bro yeah and it's like that's what they do whereas
2: every time that they speak to each other they make some kind of joke about like um like their sex work or something like that um as as a a joke as a like oh you big whore and (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) i like that you went irish yeah and like i mean for my (laughs) for me and my sister it's beautiful horse beautiful horse beautiful yeah beautiful exactly horse. for me and my sister it's uh hey shit for brains um, <laughs> hey butt scratcher like hey
0: knobheads is the yeah. one they use
2: yeah and it yeah. was like little things like that was it was so authentic and then from the from the small things that made them genuinely sisters not just sisters that share a, a common trauma which they do but just sisters just living your life as adults who like each other not just as children who grew up together Mm. but as adults who like Mm -hmm. each other who are best friends to then go from those small moments to the bigger moments of the really difficult stuff around being your support network for someone who you love so dearly and have known your whole life who is struggling Mm -hmm and what you can and cannot articulate and how you feel you can and cannot respond and how available you can and cannot feel um yeah it was that's exactly the kind of thing that would stick with me and it was it was what made this so brilliant to me but also made it so difficult for me and also made it that i absolutely never recommend it to my sister in a million years
0: (laughs)
1: alex what did you think that the show did well I think it's all the kind of stuff that we've already touched on. The fact that it was both messy and subtle but still um poignant and it's just it reflected a lot of people and a lot of lives in mm. their kind of completely true self without there was no caricatures of people. It mm. were you know, you rec- you you recognized all these people either as yourself or people that you know. Um, as very kind of, like, modern people today. Mm. I think the issues that, kind of, they were affected by are very now and current. Um, I recognise that, like, regardless of not suffering from mental health, like, really, myself, you know, I recognised so much of it as a woman in today's society as well. So I think I would... If I was recommending it, I would suggest very much a being in the right headspace sofa with snacks um but also happy things to potentially absorb afterwards Mm -hmm. sure um so the things i think it did really
0: well i talked earlier about the sex scenes and the way it handled different types of sex because having come from the background that i've come from in terms of career i thought that was really really refreshing to see as mentioned earlier um other things, the sibling relationships and the complexity of sibling relationships beyond just Emma Good, hey bro, like Kim, you talked about this obviously, and um, the the messiness and the 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 guilt of certain things when she's with her mum mm-hmm. and um, the family balance was really interesting. I think the way it talks about uh, her kind of the way that she differs in her messiness from her sister and I say messiness, very messiness, loosely. Mm, yeah, loosely. Um, I think what was good about Anya as well is that she was not, she was not a perfect protagonist. She was not someone that every time you went, yeah, I'm rooting for you. Cause sometimes you're like, you're being a dick or mm-hmm. you're, you're doing something really stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, much in the same way that I think sometimes we might do with friends where you're like, mm. Uh, that's that's a choice but i'm can't. i on your side always
2: but that doesn't mean you're not an idiot yeah and that was the
0: feeling that i got from her exactly um i think that it was very good also at showing an imperfect life in your 30s which we don't Mm. see very much where she's in this position where she is renting and flat sharing with a housemate that she found on gumtree Mm. which is discussed um
1: yeah, they don't have a lot it, of friends, really, do they? They just...
0: No, um, she doesn't have a lot of friends. She she has this persona that doesn't always reflect, you know, d- doesn't reflect in, the, in her social situation where you think she's really fun and happy and ha ha ha, mm. you're, you're a bit broken. There's a lot I think this show does well. And I mm. think there's very little that it does poorly. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys think about what this show did not do well?
2: I feel like maybe the son, Etienne, got a little bit shafted. Because they were like, oh, you're a complication. Let's send you back to France for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, And there was a very clearly an emotional dynamic to his objection to the time that, like his connection to Anya and the time that the attention that Anya was paying to Richard, her, the, the dad, the partner before they became a partnership that felt like it was going somewhere
1: yeah.
2: that didn't ever go anywhere it was anywhere. kind of glossed over wasn't it yeah. ditto with the housekeeper
1: in i was that just household. about to say it was, it was a weird choice with that like i don't know what they were trying i don't know what they were trying to well, do i feel with like, that they, character. They, like
2: i just feel like they started something that they didn't finish like, yeah. i was a little bit like offended by that
0: yeah, if he had been in a position to stay w- with someone in France for si- however long it was, six months, why did he end up living with a dad he'd never met before? Mm. Exactly. Yeah, it's a very good point. Yeah, the, mm. the, 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 the gulf in the I've told Etienne about our relationship and then we've got him a new tutor, here she is while you're around and we're snuggling. Like, mm. that, I would have liked to have seen a, be conversation, a conversation between Anya yeah. and Etienne about the whole thing.
2: Well,
0: yeah, yeah, and
2: Anya and the housekeeper and mm. I was going to call mm. him Philip. Um, <laughs> He's a good,
0: yeah. Uh, Richard. yeah, Richard. Richard. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: There's just not enough communication in that area of uh, yeah the show.
1: Yeah, I feel like there were some yeah there were some dead ends and th- some things that weren't taken fully in the. to to the extent that you know some of the really brilliant things were explored but then I suppose maybe that is them leaving it open for a series Mm -hmm. three Mm -hmm. because I do think the end was so abrupt but Mm -hmm. I liked that it was like at first I was like oh my god but what um but then I really enjoyed it because I was like you know that's Mm. uh, it felt like lockdown I, I and also the yes But also, it's like all your plans. No, No. no, nothing that you you kind of wanted to be tied up in a neat bow happened. So you know, she didn't necessarily get with the housemate that was probably better for her. You know, you didn't find out what Vish thought, and they didn't have that conversation about children and the next step in their relationship and him coming back or even calling her to be like, "What the fuck?" Um, You didn't even kind of get the satisfaction from her and Charlotte like you know Mm. what's that relationship there was no neat bows and I think that was a comment but it was also frustrating (laughs) yeah Mm. and it was also very what you
0: say about her and Charlotte is that like there's a gulf between the first two seasons where her full on affair with Mm. Charlotte happens like Mm. she's like we this happened you know we We saw each other naked we had sex we, we were sleeping together in Charlotte's words but you never see that Mm. So it becomes very hard to kind of
1: root for either party because yeah. you can't or feel the commo- like emotional connection yeah. between them. Yeah. Yeah. So when Charlotte's like, essentially, you broke my heart, it, it, you're like, and well, you're well like, we only mm, saw that one. We kind saw of you snog one. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I don't believe yeah. this.
2: I had a real time recalibrating the the time difference between season one and season two. Mm because mm-hmm. in my mind when i went into season two i was like this is imme- going to immediately follow and then there was clearly a gap and it genuinely took me quite a while to figure out what shona and charlotte were doing like working together like
0: yeah 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 the women because i thought it was thing. just a networking because, event yeah i thought it was a, like a like a seminar or something yeah I suddenly it was like a conference. they had a business and i was very confused yeah. and then
2: and then they were getting married in two months and i was just like what is going on and i think that, yeah. that that's not necessarily a criticism of the show because i think that there was also
0: a gulf between the writing and the yeah, yeah there's, there's, of a, there's a
2: there's a struggle of yeah writing yeah. A, a series but
0: yeah that
2: they do seem to be a little bit doohickey with the, the timing
1: of everything. Some of your expressions tonight are amazing. <laughs> I'm here for them. Yeah. Thanks. Doohickey. But like really kind of like famous five. Have I, you met yeah, I know, I know, but like it's just like. Ginger beer,
0: lashings <laughs> of ginger beer and cake. <laughs> and a doohickey. And, and a doohickey. doohickey. My, he seems like a bad egg. <laughs> Sauce. It's just me.
2: Yeah, um,
0: yeah I don't. I... <clears throat> Who was your favorite character in the show? Because we've talked a bit about how uh, the characters were not perfect, but is there anyone mm. that you were like? I really enjoy this person. I want to see more of this person.
1: I mean, mine's really boring because essentially she's the lead, but I think Anya is so well-rounded and yeah. hilarious in her own way. Is is in like she's her character like her? She is a hilarious person. Mm. Um and yet very raw Mm. um i just think she gives so much to that show and you get so much from her yeah um i can't imagine it following anyone else Mm -hmm. predominantly Mm -hmm. and so therefore she is my favorite character
2: good call yeah i've got to say i agree like contrary to my normal choice of the weird obscure side character i really onya is a fantastic character genuinely the best character um i i enjoyed uh james and also bradley um and i was particularly interested in the development of shona's storyline and how that became a secondary lead character rather than just a a satellite if you did away with all of them with the exception of maybe shona i'd still be happy to just follow Anya.
0: yeah i think Anya is the it's a rare instance of a sitcom because it's billed as a sitcom a sitcom lead who is the best character mm-hmm. whereas normally that main character is kind of the uh, the foil or the, the, the straight man for everyone else to bounce off of, it's mm-hmm. very rare that that person is the funniest character mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the most empathetic character mm-hmm. um, so that was a really nice thing to see I do think Shona is an interesting person in that I would love to see the control broken down a bit and i think we are seeing that more in season two but like she's very she's very driven and very mm. very type a and i'd like mm. to see a bit of a, i'd like to see a bit of that crack and there are some side characters that i really liked again uh tom that we talked about earlier had a nuance that some of the recurring characters don't have mm. um Another one was uh, Pat, their neighbour, hmm. who you know you're like, oh, we have the neighbour that is sort of, oh, oh you know, it makes us, he makes us I uncomfortable, whatever. But about we all him. know that person, yeah. and we all have experienced that person. And there's yeah, there are a lot of people here that I've characterised really really well, but Anya is um, hmm. Anya is the main one, mm-hmm. and Ashlyn B's done such a good job of both writing her and and being her. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to the end of the show this week. But before we go, we have both a show and two bottles of wine, in Kim and my case, and a bottle of smoothie in Alex's. Not the whole rate. bottle. Not even the whole, <laughs> whole bottle. She couldn't stomach the whole bottle. Um, so, Kim, let's come to you first for your rating on both the wines we've had. Okay. So that was the Porter Six. Yes. And the Kumala. Kumala
2: carbon neutral Shiraz.
0: Sure um
2: i think that the porter i'm gonna give like a good four. Ooh, very good because i i really think that is a, a particularly good all-round wine but also it feels a little bit fancier than an all-round wine it mm-hmm. feels a bit too fancy for the show like it's, it's more <laughs> than van de planck yeah really really enjoyed it Re- really easy drinking um yeah would would happily like bring it to a dinner party and all that all that jazz kamala carbon neutral shiraz not loving it mm-hmm. it's fine i it might be suffering for the fact that it's the second bottle the fact that i wasn't super jazzed about drinking tonight this the fact that i don't know it's Wednesday, but it's it's not it's not doing it for me so i'm gonna give it a 2.5 which mm-hmm. is to say that it's a bit middle of the road but also like I wasn't really expecting great things. Mm -hmm. What about
0: you, Sam? How do you feel about the wines? Yeah, I agree. The Six was much nicer. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'll go with the four as well. Like, Mm -hmm. I will have that again. It's fruity and not... (coughs) Which quite a lot of reds um, can be. That Uh, well-known phrase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, who needs tasting notes when you have audio recordings? (laughs) Or, you know, audio notes about the affair you had with your business partner. (laughs) Um <laughs> hey the show. So this uh the Kamala is mm, she's not she's not doing it for me no. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um will make
2: a great cooking wine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of thing where the side of my tongue feels like stickle bricks. Um Ooh.
2: It's like <laughs> sour but it's not sour in a way that's gone off or anything. It's just like a it's little just bit bad. It's like a sour.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go with the mm, I'm going to go with the 1.5 or a 2 1.5 or a 2 I would two. say probably 2 just because it is the second two. bottle so you don't yeah. know 100% that it's always terrible but the terrible. fact that it's the second bottle and I deliberately put this as, as a second bottle because yeah, I thought it might be bad, bad and it's still bad Yeah, mm. I'll go with the 2 and uh, <sighs> you're
1: Innocent energized smoothie, Alexandra. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't feel very energized, I have to no, say. You Guys, do look quite lethargic. It is like it probably because I drank four portions <laughs> of the did. five portions. So Fleshy. I skipped the energy welly and just went to I've You went straight to the energy doc I've, I've had so much <laughs> <laughs> I mean like it's like so many I it, it, yeah, it's stodgy. It's too much. You it's it's yeah. stodgy yeah. um, for this time of in the evening when I would prefer to be drinking a nice depth wine with friends. Mm. Um, so I do not think it pairs well. I'll give I'll give it two two three strawberry three strawberries. <laughs>
0: Well, that that works. Three
1: grapes, as far as smoothie goes. In terms of this evening, I will give it one.
0: And we have This Way Up by Aisling B to rate as a show. Alex, go first.
1: Mm. I think I'm going to give it a four Mm -hmm. grapes um, for all the reasons that I'm not going to sum up again. And it's not five because I'm still digesting it, much Mm -hmm. like my smoothie. (laughs) So in that way, maybe it does pair quite well. Perfect. Yeah. I think a four. Um, ask me again in a month's time. It may be a five. Kim, you're staring into the distance. Like yeah, you're... I want you to answer first. You want me to
0: answer first. Okay, yeah. um, I'm, I'm giving it a five. Nice. Because it was funny, it was thought-provoking, it spoke to me on a lot of levels. I'm going to give it
2: 4.5, which is that to say that I agree with everything that you've said, Sam. I just... I did step away from this both marathon it was hard things feeling like a little background. like i can't give it full full grapes because i can't give that full whack of recommendation to something that made me feel so
0: mm-hmm.
2: briefly or not briefly weighed down by it and um and then that but the thing is and i want to be very clear for our listeners like that is a testament to how brilliant this story writing is mm. I think this story writing, these characters, the emotions and um, particularly the representation of being a sibling, being a close sibling to a sibling that has severe depression or being the sibling with severe depression was very, 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 very powerful. But I didn't love it because I felt sad. <laughs> um,
0: so... Mm. So, strong, strong around? Real strong. Yeah. Real strong. Definitely. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of the show this week. Obviously, we've given you our ratings. Uh, thank you for listening. We will be back in a month's time with a new episode. If you want to check out our show notes or if you want to follow us on social media where we will give very insightful comments on our favourite <laughs> moments or... Um, <laughs> other aspects of the show we are on twitter at grapeculture podcast we are on instagram at grapeculture pod or the other way around i can't remember because i've had two bottles of wine <laughs> um, <laughs> so you can find us there we also have a website which is uh, grapeculturepodcast.co.uk and thank you for listening we'll see you next time with a brand new show
1: bye, bye. bye.